Welcome to the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Blake and Boomer are here for all of your weekly winners. Let's fatten up your wallet. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Welcome back to the Deep Fried Bets Podcast, week six slash five, uh, episode six, if you will. Boom and me are back for the weekend of winners. That's what we're, we're going to go ahead and trademark it, the weekend of winners, getting it out there now. Boom, how's it going on this lovely evening? Oh, just uh, rolling into this weekend with a uh, very, very large account at this point. So, couldn't be yeah. happier. We've kind of been crushing it, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, so, again, on the podcast tonight or in the morning, if you're catching us in the morning. So, we're recording on Thursday night. Uh, we're watching this god-awful Broncos-Colts game. Um, it's one of the worst football games probably ever. Yeah, I think I've had more fun watching uh, some used El Pollo Loco, if you know what I mean, swirl around porcelain several okay. hours later. That uh, you took us to a place there that it might be better. You're right, though. Might be better. Um, it was more entertaining, that's for sure. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we're watching the Colts Broncos game. We're recording Thursday night. So, this will probably drop, you know, Friday morning is when you'll probably catch it. Um, unless you're subscribed and all that good stuff, then you'll get it, you know, when I post it late Thursday evening. Uh, so, we're obviously not going to have a pick for you. I, I will say we're both on the Broncos, but, you know, we did not tweet anything out or give anything out, so we're not going to count that for our records. But speaking of our records, last week was another great one. 8-5-1 uh, and one for me. Boomer goes 9-5-1 because he just kept throwing out extra picks. I did you a, I did you a solid, Boom. You gave out the – you gave out SMU versus UCF. But you did say last week, like, if that game gets played, since I'm such a hell of a guy, I took that out for you. Because you had SMU. So, I, had, I will honestly uh, – I had no clue. I thought the game uh, was yeah. just canceled. I had no clue it was on last night. I did, too. I cut my TV on, and it was on ESPN2 from the night before or something randomly. And it was that game. It said, like, you know, info, SMU and UCF. I was like, why the hell are they showing a replay of SMU and UCF? I was like, oh, shit, no, this was the one that got postponed from last week. So, yeah, I, I took it off because, you know, condition stuff – kind of get switched around i mean obviously you didn't cover gus bus might be back hey i tell you what if auburn is looking for a new head coach that young upstart down at central florida might not be the the worst name to call but you know uh other than that nine five and one for you eight five and one for me uh i lost another damn stone cold steve austin like the week which is starting to really get under <laughs> my skin because i'm not supposed to be losing this supposed to be winning this but uh we'll give you a little rundown for tonight so obviously we'll kind of recap last week a little bit um, we're going to see what stood out to us most in college and the NFL. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about some stories from the road, you know, get you some some fun road travel stories, um, you know, for for you travelers out there. Uh, then obviously we're going to hit on this week's game. So we're going to hit on some college football games, week six, and then week five of the NFL season. And then at the end, we'll have what's called our vault, which is our four favorite non-scheduled games. So our scheduled games are going to be marquee matchups. Disclaimer. We give out the marquee matchups, like I say, every week. We're going to talk about them because you're going to be watching them. Why not have some action on them? They're not necessarily the games we love the most, so that's where the vault comes into play. That's where you get teams like Akron and, you know, Louisiana Monroe and 
UConn and Ball State for Boomer last week. And then at the very end, we had our Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week, which is our favorite game of the week. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of the rundown. So with that being said, 40, 22, and 2 overall for me, 65% winning percentage. Again, that, that's remarkable. That's not just like an outlier. That's through five weeks. Uh, Boomer's 38, 27, and 1, 58%. That's still making you money, plenty of money. Boomer's vault is 14 and 6 on the year, so hitting a 70% clip on non-scheduled stuff. I'm 14 and 5, hitting at a 74% clip. Boomer started giving out extra games, which is fine because they're winning. So, yeah. But, man, the people, like I always say, and I, I can't remember if I told you, but I was just diagnosed. I have uh, a little bit of hip dysplasia because uh, I keep my wallet on uh, the right back pocket of my pants, and it's just – gotten so large at this point that I'm going to have to get something looked up there and get a readjustment. I'm going to give you a pass because you have a daughter and therefore you are a dad, but that is the worst dad joke I've ever heard in my life. Like <laughs> there's hey, there's nothing like a good gambling dad joke. I think I'm I think I'm starting a new uh stereotype. You are. Tonight, you should start Thursday a Twitter night. feed for that. It would, you know, get tens and tens of followers. But yeah, so that's what you have to look forward to here on the Deep Fried Bets podcast. Um, so, yeah, last weekend, again, we say it all the time, especially with it coming on a Thursday, you've heard pretty much everything you want to hear about the games from last weekend, but we still kind of want to give you like a quick rundown, you know, just kind of our thoughts, what stood out most. Um, boom, what what was kind of your, your standout from last weekend? Uh, you go first. I'd love to hear your thoughts. All right. Well, I mean, I'll start. We haven't had a podcast since since Tua went down, um, and everyone had their hot takes. And that was, I don't know, it was, it was first of all, like, awful to see. Um, like, when you text me immediately after, I was like, this better be. And it was, it was, it was nice. It was, you know. It's very heartfelt. I felt bad. It was, it was. You know, usually every time something happens to Tua, I get messages from people just go, oh, there he goes. I'm like, go to hell. Like, you know, anyways. But, um. Obviously, this was a little different than like, you know, him getting hit on the blind side and suffering some displaced ribs. Uh, the the takes, though, just everyone, oh, he should have been playing, he should have been playing, he should have been playing. I'm like, okay, probably not. But, you know, independent doctors cleared him too. Granted, that guy has now been fired. Um, from what I understand, like, they don't think he actually had a concussion the first week. Maybe he did, but uh, – Obviously, he had one the second week. Not playing this week. Um, I've talked to some people. I'm not dropping any names, but I have a friend who's like a con- literal concussion specialist, and I, I talked to him about it, and he was just like, look, it looks awful. He's like, but usually those are actually, like, if you're going to have a concussion, the one where like your hands lock up like that, it's actually like your body kind of protecting itself. Um, I don't know. Like, don't rush back. Don't do anything stupid, but I don't think – and the people who were jumping for him to retire, like, you better go start doing it for Naheem Hines tonight, too. Like, it's just – I don't know. It's just a weird place where we are with him. Um, hopefully, he he gets back to 100% before he even thinks about stepping on a football field. That – I mean, obviously, that's – you know, when you th- think back to it, that's the only thing that kind of stands out to me. That and the scare – you know, all my quarterbacks were getting hurt. Bryce Young sprained AC joint again. We'll hit on that in a minute. But just the weekend of injuries, if you will, what did you have? Uh, well, obviously, I'm very happy that I'm going to win my TCU to win the Big 12 
uh, conference title this year. So that'll be a nice. I mean, we'll hit on that in a minute. But, whoo, game day, Jayhawks. Yeah. Came came from the rafters of that TCU pick early in the season, so I'm very happy to see that. But uh, Jim Mora, front running coach in the clubhouse, grabbing a big job. Next how season. how in the world did I miss that? By the way, <clears throat> yeah, it was a it was a kind of a, a given out there, just dangling around. I'm I'm not talking about the the like I'm talking about the score like. I think I had one at White Claw for every point Alabama, or one high noon for every point Alabama scored on Saturday. So I wasn't exactly sober, but I was going back through the other day to like you know check our picks and kind of update our picks and see who what we won and get our records and everything. And I saw they won outright. I'm like, how the hell did I miss this? Like, I mean Fresno, I think Fresno's now one and three, so I guess that's you know the storyline is that they're one and three. And it's not that UConn beat them, but like that's a huge win. The program changer, UConn, going to look at their favorites this weekend by five and a half. Who are they playing? FIU. Ah, yeah. I mean, that's probably could be, could be the game of the weekend. They're probably dogs if they don't win. I mean, that's crazy. So yeah, you had that plus twenty four. They went out right. Um, that was that was fun to see. Um, when I saw it on Tuesday that they won. So, yeah, Jim Moore, props, you know, just following your UCLA trail, although you bet against UCLA Friday night and they did not cover. I was on UCLA. Yeah, that was a little bit of a hedge. I wouldn't be surprised to see that again this week, but uh, that ticket is uh, still marinating for me yeah. to, for them to make the playoff. Yeah, we'll see that one too. Um, we'll hit on that one. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of the stuff that stood out. Um, let's see. So, Sunday, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, again, You've seen it and heard it all by now. He's just a wizard, and he's back, and that was awesome. Um, and then Monday night, what was the Monday night game? I've already oh the, the San Francisco LA game. Yeah, one of the best games of the night. Yeah, I mean we were both pretty big on San Francisco, so I think we were good with that outcome. Uh, so yeah, that was that uh, again. We're Thursday night. We've got the terrible. I can't believe Matt Ryan hasn't been pulled yet. Game. Uh, so tomorrow night. Well, actually, let's let's go for we're gonna we're gonna do some stories from the road. So obviously, we're both college football fans. Um, both of our teams are at home this weekend. Big matchups: uh, Alabama versus Texas A&M, Auburn versus Georgia. We have the Alabama A&M game that we'll speak on later. We don't have anything on Georgia and Auburn. Are you going, Boo? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm uh, headed to a wedding tomorrow. Shocking! You go to more weddings than any human being I've ever met in my life. But uh, where's well, this? It keeps my mind off of the Tigers, so well, I'm thankful uh, for it. Where's this one located at? Uh, North Alabama. North huh? Alabama. All right. Well, and in Tide Country, so it, it'll be nice to see uh, all the hillbillies out running around after <laughs> after the win. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, running around because there's going to be a win. But yeah, so all right. What's uh, what's your favorite road trip you've done football wise? Oh, there's been uh, there's been a lot out there. I can tell you the worst one was uh, definitely not the Baton Rouge. Uh, yeah, had a good time, the, but uh, let's hear the but worst awful one. Uh, awful environment. Yeah, just uh, couldn't couldn't be a um, a more unwelcoming fan base. I just have to leave it up. When did you go? Years ago, whenever uh, Auburn had the chance to uh, have a good season. I've actually never done Baton Rouge. We're supposed to do it this year, but you know we got a six month old, and it's tough to to do stuff like that. Um, 
Yeah, kind of. The food I'll, was I'll, great. The hospitality was uh, the worst I've ever had. Uh, well, uh, I'll, I'll hit on. We did South Carolina one year, 2010. And the game itself was, I don't know. Like, it's one of those, looking back on it, it's like crazier outcomes ever. And, like, I'm glad I can say I went. Um, it was the Steven Garcia and Alshon Jeffrey game. But, like, it was just hot as balls. And we're sitting in the upper deck and just getting fried. And, like, we went out the night before and we were, you know, staying with these random people. And I don't know. It's like a crazy atmosphere. Um, and then the next day you get up and, like, the tailgate scene, like, nobody really knows what to do. And, obviously, they were sold out and it was going crazy because it was a big game. But, like, I'll – I'll say it, and like I, every time I see a South Carolina like lead in on a big game, I always like want to hammer them because that sandstorm stuff. You know, they got the towels going. That place can get pretty rowdy. Um, like per capita, it's the rowdiest place I've been. I mean, it only seats like I think seventy four thousand, so it's not a huge building, and they rarely sell it out. But like they played Georgia earlier in the year, and I saw like you know they opened it up, and like ESPN gave you the full like here they go, like here's the sandstorm. I was like, oh, my God, I actually might throw a little money on South Carolina. Thankfully, I didn't because they ended up getting killed. But it's a pretty intimidating one. So, you know, we'll kind of kind of keep going with some of those, some stories from the road throughout the year. If you got some fun ones, share it. You know, we'd love to hear from you guys out there. So that's all that. Let's get to some of the games we got coming up this week. Again, we're missing the Thursday night. There's actually not a single college football game on unless there's like a D2 game, right? Yeah, yeah, there's no college football on tonight, yeah. which I appreciate it. Why is that? I mean, I I don't – like, usually – Because yeah, the NFL came down uh, downstairs and said, hey, we need y'all to uh, cut the shit down I mean, Friday they, nights. They usually give, like, the first week the NFL gets it, and then the second week it's usually like, I don't know, Louisiana Institute of Technology versus – I don't know, Kansas State. And then the next week, they kind of give you some decent games. And then it kind of builds up a little. But, like, when I saw – like, I didn't expect anything great, but I expected, I don't know, Texas Tech to be playing Colorado State or something. I don't know. But it was I would much be- rather be watching a two-lane Northern Illinois game. Oh, no doubt. Right now yeah. Than this, what, what's on. This is awful. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Which, too so- late, the green, green Wave, watch out. They're, they're surprising to people. They got some – they got some guys down there. They also have some tickets on them this weekend, which is not as a little dangerous. We might get to that a little later, but yeah. So yeah, we'll hit on our uh, Friday night games. I think there's four or five college games Friday night. Um, so we're going to give you our favorite because you know give you a little sprinkle, a little something out there. Uh, Boom, we'll, we'll let you start us off. What's your favorite Friday night college football game? Um, so I'm going to be on the Houston Cougars money line. I uh, I think that they are a decent team. Tune is is a pretty good quarterback um, for that conference. I think Memphis is somehow floated under the radar, but still overrated. The number kind of surprised me a little bit, but I think that's just the home field advantage. So they're they're at two and a half is what I'm seeing, but uh, I'm giving out money line because I like to actually make money on these Friday. I said up a little bit. All right. Um, mine is disgusting. I have Colorado State plus three and a half against Nevada. We recently faded Colorado State against Sacramento State a couple weeks ago, but I don't know. Like Nevada is not very good. They are, you know, they're two and three, but 
you're kind of slipping up a little bit. They got crushed at Air Force, and then Iowa beat them 27 to nothing. And then who was it the week before? Uh, oh, Incarnate Ward. Yeah, Incarnate Ward beat them 55 to 40. It was Incarte. Uh, no, in, Incarnate Incarnate Ward. I don't know. That I've seen them before, usually in basketball. Didn't know they had a football program. Shouts to the Cardinals. But regardless, uh, they've lost their last three. Nevada has. Colorado State also very bad. They're 0-5 um, or 0-4. But I don't I don't know. Like, the numbers are crazy here. So, you got 61% of the bets on Nevada, 75% of the money on Colorado State. He's actually one of my favorite games overall of the weekend. Um, I don't know. Like, it's at Nevada. If that matters any, like, no one's going to be there. It's going to be one of those games. If you see a crowd shot and they're going to be like, I don't know, um, 64 people total. At this one, um, Colorado State actually, like, better passing game. Uh, rushing, you know, not very good. But Colorado State is the second worst team in the country. Probably. Where's Nevada, though? One of the bottom 15? Uh, they're uh, they're definitely bottom 15. Probably, I would say, six or seven on okay. the bottom. I'm not going to say that Colorado State is a proud football program because it's not. But, like, historically – they're not just awful. Like, you've seen them before. You know that green and white Ram-looking logo. Like, you know, it. you've seen them. And, like, they've been around. And I know that's a crazy thing to say, but, like, you know, they're not one of these teams that's just, like, forever Rutgers was one of the worst teams ever. And then now they're, you know, come, but, like, they're not one of those teams. It's just always one of the worst teams. They're not going to go winless. And this might be the best shot for them to kind of get some action going. So give me the three and a half Friday night. Um, I'll tell you, though, the, the game I'm looking to forward to the most is on Friday night. And it's that uh, San Jose State UNLV game. I'm okay. very interested to watch that one. What are you going to hear about that one a little later, possibly? Um, no, it's not. It's not my official picks. I will have action on it, but it'll probably be a game I'll. I'll try to middle at some point. Okay. So that's one to work. Watch out for on Friday. All right. So uh, that was the Friday night. Saturday, we've got uh, actually a pretty good slate. I kind of hate that. I am i don't hate. I'm excited to go to the Alabama game. But, like, this would be a good one to just sit back and watch football all day. But uh, Tennessee and, uh, and Baton Rouge, we'll start that one off. It's Tennessee plus three at LSU, 11 a.m. kickoff. The locals are not happy. Uh, they, you know, they don't like to play day games down there. And for the longest time, the ES or the SEC and ESPN never really made them, but they have played a few the past couple of years. I uh, saw a tweet today that the stadium gates will open at nine and beer will begin being served then. Um, so that should be fun. Um, my wife is kind of like, she watches football. Like she's kind of subjected to this every Saturday. When, you know, I'm sitting here just being a total degenerate. And I asked her, I was like, hey, I was like, just curious. I was like, LSU, Tennessee. I was like, it's in LSU. I was like, what do you think the spread is on that game? And I'd sent her the tweet earlier about the 11 o'clock thing. She's like, oh, I don't know what, Tennessee, like, what, 14-point favorites? I was like, it's three. So, I mean, again, she's no, you know, super analytic Warren Sharp. But, like, she she's not an idiot. And she's just her immediate thought was 14. And I was like, I don't think it should necessarily be that high. But three doesn't seem right either. And I just – I think if everything goes right, like it should, they they beat them by double digits. The only thing that concerns – I don't know. Like, I like Tennessee. But is this 
this isn't a look ahead game, is it? Like we're not to the point where LSU is a look ahead game to Alabama next week, is it? <clears throat> um, I agree. I mean, this should definitely be a touchdown spread at the very least. I would say seven and a half, actually. If if I was making the line, which is what I usually do early in the week before I actually look at the lines, the fact that this is now two and a half is what I'm seeing. Um, this weekend, there's a ton, there's a ton of landmines. This is uh, the largest one. I love Tennessee. I I think Tennessee's awesome. Um, I think they're the real deal. But I'm taking LSU plus the two and a half only because the line makes absolutely no sense. You've heard this probably every week, but yeah. it's no, I mean, it's a true thing. I don't want to say we're professional gamblers, but like we're not idiots either. We know we're and you know, we do try to find stuff like this. But at the same time, it's not like a numbers thing either. Like usually when we see stuff like that, the numbers will scare you off. But hold on. Ah. Uh, so yeah, it's like 57% of the bets are on Tennessee, but 79% of the might. So I don't think that's a bad place to be. Um if it were seven o'clock. And it were only three, I would like bet my life savings on LSU. I know that sounds really stupid. So so there's eighty percent of the money coming in and this line's moved from three to two and a half over the past hour and a half that I've been watching a lot. In all fairness, I did bet Tennessee at three earlier, so all right. Well no. at the recording of this podcast is two and a half. So give no. me LSU plus two and a half. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's the first one. Next up, uh game day. They pick game day game of the week. Um, I will I will probably watch this before heading down to Tuscaloosa. So TCU minus six and a half at Kansas. Uh Kansas is undefeated. Both teams are actually undefeated. Um Lance Leipold already, you know, the odds on favorite to, to land at Wisconsin that they got rid of Paul Chris last weekend. I don't know about you know, oh, Wisconsin fired their coach last weekend. Yeah, shocking, right? Damn, that's yeah, that's crazy. Do you, that's do worse you, than offer. Did you really not know that? I don't pay attention to the news. I just pay attention to uh, the uh, the line card that get put out on Monday morning. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. Paul Chris is no longer the head coach at Wisconsin. Breaking. Don't don't day. worry, anybody that's listening right now. Uh, Wisconsin Wisconsin game will never ever be on my gambling slate for that weekend. Well, I, I can't say I blame you too much, but uh, yeah, you're um, TCU's my six and a half at Kansas. I'm uh, interested to hear where you go on this one, so lay it on us. Love TCU. I mean, Kansas is a great team to gamble on. I've been on them pretty much every week uh, this year so far, but I think the train comes to a halt uh, this weekend. Um, TCU seems like they've they figured it out. They've got good coach at Sunday Dykes. Uh there has been a nice refresh. I, I think that this is their year. I can't get it out of my head. Obviously, I've got them to win the Big 12. So there's definitely a bias factor, but uh, I will definitely be on TCU minus a six and a half this weekend. Yeah. And I I'm, think that this potentially could get out of hand. I'm with you. I mean, Kansas, like you said, it's been a great story. It's, you know, a couple of weeks ago, was it, ah, is Duke going to be the one? They kind of laid it on Duke and then. Uh, well, Iowa State, that defense maybe no, and they got the job done there, but it's still Kansas. Well, it, it's Jim a terrible Daniels. spot for TCU. I mean, I would say I, I hate the spot that they're in coming off that huge win last week, but 
even so, I don't think that that win and then beating Oklahoma the way they did was an outlier. I think they are truly that good. And I think Oklahoma is surprising people because they really aren't that good. Right, which is – I don't know why it's surprising people, and maybe we'll get to that in a little bit because actually next we're going to talk about that game. But, um, yeah, I mean, Kansas has been awesome, and Jalen Daniel is awesome, the quarterback, freshman quarterback. Like, if you haven't had a chance to watch him, he'll still do some stuff, and, like, they're going to they're gonna have fun, and it'll be an awesome game to watch. Um, I – I wanted to give out the over of 69, and I, I will probably have some money on that. I actually <clears> might just tease the over with TCU to get it to basically a pick them. Um, but I'm going to roll with you on TCU. I think that they just go in and kind of – I don't want to say blow their doors off, but, like, you know, they're still Kansas. Like, there's a reason that this is this big of a story. And it's – like, there's a reason everybody's, you know, clamoring for game day to come in there. And it's not because they just brought in all these five stars in the transfer portal overnight. Like, Lance Leipold's doing an awesome guy, awesome job. And, like, the X's and the O's matter. But, you know, it's at some point it comes to the Jimmys and the Joes. And, you know, the, like, TCU is good. And they got a lot of athletes all over the field, a lot more than Kansas. Love where Kansas is headed. If Leipold stays there, I think that they'll be a – Iowa State type team where it's always kind of a thorn in everybody's side going eight and four every year, but not this year. I mean, they might go eight and four this year, but like they're, yeah, I think it's going to get ugly. I mean, I'm probably going to have money on the over as well, but minus six. After Kansas gets the brakes beat off of them, I will uh, be taking a look ahead line uh, for them in their favor in the Oklahoma game. Yeah, because they, uh, I watched an interview with the Jalen Daniels kid the other day, and you could just tell. They're not going to be the team that packs it in after a loss because, you know, they're not where they're supposed to be and all that. Like, they'll – yeah, you're exactly right. They'll keep fighting, and that will be a team to be on going forward. But I think we're – yeah, both on TCU on Saturday. Next up, the Red River uh, shootout, except they don't want you to call it that anymore. So the Red River rivalry, that's a kind of a tongue twister, if you will. Um, yeah, Texas, you kind of really stumbled through it there. In the I did. Yeah, I did. Uh, so it's Texas. It's now eight and a half, which is kind of absurd to me. Texas minus eight and a half versus Oklahoma. Again, this is a neutral site game played at the old Cotton Bowl uh, in Dallas. And it, it usually is truly like 50-50. Um, good crowd. It's always a fun one to watch. I, I do want to go to this game one year. I've never gotten a chance to go, obviously. But one year I will make it. Will not be this year. Um, what's your take on this one? I, I mean, kind of. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't love a side. I mean, I, this week's all about recency bias, which uh, I try to avoid as much as possible. But uh, I would feel stupid if I didn't take – Texas and they end up going up 21 nothing, which I could easily see happening. I think Texas is a legitimately good football team. They've just been playing at noon and most people haven't woken up by then and turned their TVs on. So they're not getting a whole lot of credit. But uh I'll I'll take Texas, my state and half. Don't know if I will personally have this one in my bet slip on Saturday, but uh I will say if something crazy happens and that live number goes to six and a half or better, I would jump all over it. Okay. So Oklahoma's won the last four um, and then six out of the last seven. I don't know. Well, I guess one of the four was in the uh, Big 12 championship game, but 
eight and a half is crazy. When I saw that number, I was kind of legitimately shocked. Um, Texas is getting most of the bets and most of the money. I still think I'm just going to blindly take Oklahoma. I don't think they're very good. Um, we kind of hit on a minute ago. It kind of matters when your coach leaves, who's a really good coach. I don't care what you Oklahoma fans like. You you don't want to admit it, and you act like you hate the guy and that he was a terrible coach, and you're in a much better place. You're not in a better place. Brent Venables was. I mean, he's from there, and it seemed like the most you know no brain hire ever. And he's just an average coach. I don't think he's ever going to build like. I think if you want to be what you're supposed to be at Oklahoma, you'll have to fire him in three or four years. And I just think, I don't know, like Sarkeesian's fine. I gave out a bunch of reasons just now to like not back Oklahoma, but I still am going to take them eight and a half. They've just had Texas number over the past however many years. I know they lost a lot, but I don't know. Texas is just, to me, they're getting, like I've never seen a team get that much hype off a near win as they did against Alabama. I know they've since lost against Texas Tech, but that might slowly be creeping back in people's minds. Apparently, Quinn Ewers is supposed to play and have no limitations. I don't know how you go from not playing last Saturday to having no limitations and being 100% seven seven days later. So, I just – Well, I would say in this game, if you just absolutely want to have action on it, it would be a good game to parlay some of your other regular bets with on the money line. I think you'd get it at like minus 325. I could see that. Yeah. Which would get you a lot of your, which would take care of a lot of juice on some of the other, the other tickets that you're wanting to put up. Yeah. That's, that's not about it. That's kind of how I look at Saturdays. I usually try to pick got a team like this because I hate paying juice. I always like to see a plus sign next to my bets. So most likely I'll have Texas money line paired up with t- TCU. Minus the six and a half, for instance, in several okay. other games. I won't do it on all all bets, but it's nice to have on four or five. All right. I think I could see, yeah, 35, 31, something like that. I think you're right. Texas probably wins, but I'm going to still take the eight and a half, the candy there. So next up, um, actually, really good, legitimate, like interesting Pac 12 matchup. We got Utah minus three and a half going to UCLA. Uh, Westworld again, Chip Kelly, big dub last weekend against West, or uh, Washington, they probably – I was only UCLA. I felt kind of fortunate when that one was over because they fumbled – Washington fumbled going in to score, and then UCLA went and scored, and they kind of just capitalized on a lot of missed opportunities for Washington, a lot of screw-ups for Washington. Or not – yeah, Washington, sorry. Um, I mean, obviously, they won, so you have to say they're the better team. But if those two teams played again this weekend, I don't know that I wouldn't bet on Washington's money line. Um, I just Utah doesn't make those kind of mistakes historically. Again, Utah lost to Florida the first week of the year. We kind of hit on it before that game started. That could be a problem spot for Utah because they're not used to that kind of humidity. And it seemed to be that it was kind of a problem spot for him. You know, that Anthony Richardson looked like a Heisman winner. He hasn't looked that great since. I think I'm going to be on Utah here, three and a half. I'm probably buy it down to three to be safe. I think they kind of get back on track. I think they still have playoff hopes. If you're on, if you're sitting there at eleven and one or twelve and one as the Pac-12 champion, and your only loss is to a Florida team in the first or yeah first weekend of September, you know you've everyone's forgotten about that. Florida's probably going to be seven to five, eight and four, so it's not going to be the worst loss in the world. I don't think all hope is lost for Utah. 
I'm going to back them this weekend. I am going to buy it to three, though, to be safe. And I'll take the Utes over UCLA, Boo. Yeah, I mean, three and a half. I was surprised to see that number again, but they did blow out a good Oregon State team last week. Um, I'll do the same thing I did last week. I'll probably be on Utah uh, minus the three and a half, having that UCLA uh, playoff ticket in my back pocket. So just a little bit of a hedge here, but it'll be a good game to watch. Yeah, I think so too. That's uh, I think three o'clock game. All right, so next one. The big boy, not really. Um, Texas A and M plus twenty four in Tuscaloosa. Boomer, the floor is yours. Yeah, I'm just gonna plain and simple. I'm gonna take Texas A and M plus the twenty four. I wow. think. Uh, I think uh, old Jimbo Fisher just doesn't want to get embarrassed after his comments here, and uh, I think that he's just gonna do everything he can to cover that number, which he has in the past, and that's why he's one of my favorite coaches because the dude knows what the number is and. He tries to make sure that uh, he's on the winning side of it whenever the number strikes zero in the fourth quarter. So, give me the 24. As a friend, I will advise you, don't actually bet on that. If you want to, you know, give it out for the pod, that's fine. Um, don't don't take Texas A&M in this game. Uh, the saving, the saving. Uh, doesn't hold grudges, I thought. Uh I don't know if grudges is the right word. Look, I don't – I'm like I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm on the coaching staff at Alabama. But, like, I don't know. I'm somewhat locked in, have some knowledge of what's going on down there. It's been a good week. been a good week of practice. Um, Saban really kind of took that motivation from when we were – you know, we were up four. I think Arkansas cut up to four or whatever it was. He kind of took that and um, used it in practice. So obviously the burning question, Bryce Young, is he going to play? I don't really know. I would, I would say, I think he gives it a go. Um, from everything I've heard, this isn't like a gigantic. If Bryce Young plays, I love Texas A&M. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't think he plays unless he's close to or at a hundred percent. Regardless, here's the thing. Texas A&M doesn't have a single unit. Not a single one that's better than Alabama's. Um, they just the running backs were okay, but a nice win or whatever. Uh, he's out, and Max Johnson's out. By the way, he came out today. He's probably out for the year, so it's back to Haynes King. Either way, it didn't matter. Um, it's gonna be an absolute bloodbath. Like I remember a couple of years ago, we were playing A and M at home, and it was a two thirty game, and they were pretty good. But I think it was like 16, 16 or 17, 2016 or 17. And like we were playing well. And, you know, obviously I had a few cocktails before the game and like halftime hits. And I look up and it's 49 nothing or whatever it is, 42 nothing, I think. I was like, holy shit. I was like, is that right? And Collier, my buddy that, you know, he used to be on here some and he's, he's like, I don't, he's like, damn. He's like, I didn't. It's just like, it, I don't know. It, I don't know that it's going to be quite that bad, but yeah, in case y'all don't remember, Jimbo ran his mouth a little bit in the off season. Saban Which County. I respect. Somebody had to say it. Somebody's got he's, – no, he's not the hero we deserve, but he's the hero right. we need right now. So Saban's only lost back-to-back to an SEC – or to anyone once, and that was Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss. Um, and that was kind of weird. We threw five interceptions the second one and probably should have won, but – 
he's not losing two in a row to Jimbo Fisher. And I just you know, I don't, <laughs> it's twenty four and a half now is what I'm saying. I know, but I'm saying like I don't think he's gonna Boomer, I mean I legitimately think it could be forty two to nothing at halftime. And how do you come back? I mean, you gotta say it's forty two nothing. All right, let's say it's thirty five to three at halftime. We'll kind of give it a little bit. So that's thirty two. You got to give Alabama 14 in the second half, 49. So then at that point, Texas A&M has to score like three touchdowns and a field goal. And, I mean, maybe Jimbo pushes something. I mean, your only hope is Jimbo pushes in something late just to, to backdoor. Exactly the what you said. No the one more the you're number. talking, the more you're talking, the more it's making me want to take Texas a All right, go for it. I'm, I'm, I promise you. Like – this would absolutely be my Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. I almost held it out just so it could be my lock. Um, now, something I will say that I could see myself doing is taking Alabama minus the 14 for the yeah, first half. Say it's 14 first half. I've already been on that big time. Um, yeah, And taking and taking take A&M plus the 24 and a half. I, just, and you could, I could easily see a nice middle there. Um, so Saban usually pulls guys – um, here's the thing. All right, so say Bryce doesn't go. Milrow is the quarterback. Um, he's not a traditional pocket passer. He's not Bryce Young. He he can he's the fastest guy on our team. Last year when they were both healthy, he beat Jamison Williams in a foot race. Um, he's hand, he's been the fastest guy on the team for the last two years. He's gonna run all over the place. But here's the thing: the kid behind him is his name's Ty Simpson. He is more of like a prototypical pocket passer. If we get up huge. Saban's not going to hesitate to put Ty Simpson in, but it's not going to be in there to hand it off. He's going to have him in there trying to get some reps in case he needs to use him throwing the ball later. Um, like, you're not going to see a quarterback come in and just turn around and hand the ball off for the entire second half. Like, obviously, if we're up 42 with eight minutes left, we're probably not going to be chucking it deep. But even if it gets to the second string, like say, like I said, say Bryce doesn't play, Milrow starts. If it gets to Ty Simpson, He's going to be in there getting reps, not in there, you know, handing the ball off. Do that what you will. I don't think Saban's going to, like, purposely embarrass anyone, um, even Jimbo. But he's not going to call the dogs off like he has in the past. I'm very, very confident Alabama covers this at 24. And if not, we'll, we'll discuss it next week, and I'm sure, you know, I'll be the first to admit I was a dumbass. But I don't think I'm going to have to do that. So, all right, that's our scheduled college stuff. We'll go to the NFL. Again, we usually hit on the NFL Thursday nights. But we're missing that one this week. And it looks like Russell Wilson just threw a pick, and we're probably going to have to push at best. Great. Thanks, Russ. Let Russ cook, huh? Jesus Christ, what a joke. Um, anyway, so we're going to – we get another London game. The Giants plus eight versus the Packers. Uh, Boom, what's your take here? Uh, no real side in this one other than it's just that weird London game. Uh, the Giants haven't looked – Totally incompetent this year. Um, the fact that they're three and one shocks me, but uh, I'll I'll be on them plus the eight. I can see some weird stuff going on. Aaron Rodgers hasn't really been overpowering people recently, so I would feel comfortable with the eight in this one. Do we know are the teams there yet? I no think they. I think they are because I saw the Giants sign Landon Collins and he went and met up with him or whatever. I don't know. Does Aaron Rodgers want to go to London? Like, does he just seems like the kind of guy that has no interest in going to the UK and just be like, I'm, I'm good. I'm not going over there this week. Y'all get Jordan. Yeah, Martin. I mean, he's just he's going to go over there and 
just uh, you know, go through the motions. Probably going to win. It's just it's going to be a terrible game. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to take the under of 41 as my official pick. I don't know if it's technically a primetime game, but the primetime unders are like close to 70% this year. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to take the under of 41. I think Green uh, Green Bay just kind of runs the ball to death. Like, you know, New York's not terrible. And just, you know, going all the way like Daniel Jones, I don't know if he's playing the ankle. I don't know. If he's not, Tyrod's probably not playing. Like it might be a Davis Webb situation. Lots of running the ball, lots of trying to kill the clock. New York's game plan will probably be to hold the ball as much as they can. And, you know, hopefully they can win a game 14 to 13 or something crazy. So I'm I'm pretty good on the under here at 41. So next up, Sunday night game is the Bengals plus three at the Ravens. So the Bengals coming off a little mini buy. Ravens at home. Uh, where they have not done very well. They have lost five home games in a row. First time that's ever happened in the history of that franchise. And I don't think it's going to get to six. So I'll take the Ravens minus three here. You know, historically in the NFL, like I went back and looked of the 15 games last week or 16, whatever it was, the spread only really mattered in like three of them. And one or two of those was a push. Like it just, Usually just if you like a team, just take the money line. I'm going to start doing it more and more. But if it's a favorite, just take the points. So I'm going to take the three at home. I think, again, not a get-right game, but they're just not going to lose six in a row at home. You know, it'll Cincinnati will be two and three, but I, think, I still think they'll be fine long-term. But I'm going to take Lamar and the Ravens at home. Lamar, you know, has a pretty good day throwing the ball against a pretty weak secondary in Cincinnati. What's your take here? Yeah, I love the Ravens. Minus a three and a half. It's one of my favorite NFL games on Sunday. Yep, mine too. Um, yeah, do you want to hear some numbers on it or do you have them? I've got them. I'm looking in front of it. I mean, yeah, they're getting a ton of money right now. But uh, the Bengals are just, from what I've seen, I guess they have a hard time surprisingly moving the football. And uh, this being the Sunday night game, I could see it kind of them hanging around early but uh the ravens the ravens can score and uh they're fun to watch and they aren't afraid to run it up on people if they can so yep i'm with you so yep ravens minus three three and a half whatever it is we'll both be on that uh monday night game las vegas raiders plus seven at the kansas city chiefs who do you have here um, I'm going to be on the Raiders in this one. I don't love this one nearly as much, but potentially they could have uh, figured it out last week. And a lot of people were on the Raiders. I was on the Raiders coming into the season. That I'm thinking maybe they could be uh, that team that you always see every year that starts out terrible, looks totally incompetent, everybody writes them off, and then, you know, around – Week five, week six, they figure it out and they make a run for it and make the playoffs. So that's what I kind of see with the Raiders. Okay. I'm going to be on the Chiefs. I don't love it at all. Um, I will probably maybe, yeah, Las Vegas gets the ball first and goes down and kicks a field goal or something. You can get it like six, four and a half, maybe. I don't know. But I, I will be on the Chiefs probably. Um, so here's what they do every year they kind of go on this like weird, like roller coaster. 
So you kind of struggled for a little bit. They had a couple games where they weren't great. Like the first Arizona game, they were awesome, and then they weren't great. I forget who they played week two. Obviously, they lost week three to the Colts. And last week, they were badass against Tampa. I think you get another one of these badass games. Mahomes usually does very well against the Raiders. I think you get one more like badass game, and then they kind of go back down for two or three games. They probably still win because they're a really good team overall. But the offense will probably struggle for two or three more games after this. And everybody, what's wrong with the Chiefs? And then they'll do this shit again. Um, it kind of seems to be what they do. So I'm going to bank on them having at least one more week of the, oh, my God, we're badass. Like, you know, just throw the ball over the place again. So, yeah. This game is going to be tied to so many uh, money line parlays from Sunday. Yeah. I could right. see it. I could see it just totally blowing up everybody's ticket on Monday night and just being that game. Right. But the I Vegas do. makes a ton of money. Yeah. Now, now that you're saying it, I just I see it in my head now. You're scrolling through Twitter and you see all the oh, I need this is the last game of my I bet eighteen dollars to win sixty three thousand parlay and yeah. I see more. And then look at the numbers. I mean, look at the numbers right now. You've already got 73% of tickets on the Chiefs and 80% of the money on the Chiefs. I mean, you're, it's it's going to be tied to every single teaser teaser and parlay that you can think of. Yeah, you're right. So maybe so – yeah. I'm betting that Vegas does not lose a ton of money this weekend. They had a bad one last weekend apparently, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be on the I'll be on the Raiders money line and uh, seven, and probably will take them at least one more time if they get off early. Yeah, I mean, if you want to bet them, take the money on. So, all right, that's the schedule of NFL stuff. That is, yeah, it's a Monday night game, Raiders and Chiefs. So, all right, now it's our vault. So it's going to be our four favorite non-scheduled games. Or in Boomer's case, last week I think he gave out like six. Um, it's just stuff that you know is not the big time games that we're going to hit on. Um, I'll go ahead and start us off. I got a mixture of NFL and college. Uh, so I'm going to start with the Patriots minus three against the Lions. Lions are kind of everybody's betting favorites for a minute. And then they got beat last week against the Seahawks. I don't know. I don't think they're that good. I mean, you get the hard knocks thing and and I don't know. People are probably starting, that's starting to fade off a little bit. Uh, everybody will kind of be banking against the, the quarterback situation, I think Bailey Zappi gets the nod. It's throwback week, though. They're bringing those back for the first time in 10 years, the red uh, jerseys with the white helmets. Again, I don't know how much that matters, but look good, play good, that kind of thing. So it's minus three. Numbers are crazy. It's 45% of the money, or 45% of the bets are on New England, 82% of the money. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to take New England minus three. Next up, another NFL game, the Falcons plus 10. Buccaneers, uh, they're going to Tampa. Uh, I don't know. Falcons might win outright. They're not bad. Like, they should probably be three and one. You know, we'll give them – like, they probably should have won that Saints game, the first game of the year. I mean, technically they could have beat the Rams and maybe be 4-0, but, I mean, three and one's probably where they are. They're two and two. I don't know. Like, Mariota or Mariota was ass last weekend. He uh, – I think he maybe picks it up a little bit. Tampa's defense, I think, will be fine overall, but – Maybe one more week of them, you know, kind of getting some question marks. Atlanta, look at the money line maybe, but plus 10 for this. Next up, we're going to go out west for college football. Stanford plus 7.5. They're playing Oregon State. Um, I've liked Oregon State throughout the year some. Don't like them on Saturday. Here's the one thing about David Shaw teams. They usually don't quit. 
They usually beat somebody that they shouldn't beat later on after they have a bad start. I think he's one of the most overrated coaches in the country, and you still see his name in terms of like best coaches in the country and even gets uh, consideration for NFL jobs from head to t- or from time to time. I don't think that that's warranted, but seven and a half, he usually does this. He beats some teams that he might not should later in the year when most other teams will have kind of given up at this point. His teams don't quit, so I'll take the seven and a half at home. Uh, next up, this one totally off the board. It's, we're playing the numbers game here, friends. It is Akron. And it is Ohio, and we're taking the over of 58. Listen to this, 89% of the money is on the over. I know that a ton of people probably aren't going to be betting it, but it's an 11 o'clock game. We'll get it out of the way. Actually, it's a 1 o'clock game, sorry. We'll get it out of the way early. Uh, weather looks like it's going to be fine. Maybe, you know, if anything, a little chilly. But I don't know. Like, a lot of points. Both offenses are pretty good. Yeah, so 58 degrees Fahrenheit, no rain, 6-mile-an-hour six six wind. So we'll be fine there. Over's. Uh, for Ohio, have hit four of the last four weeks, or four out of the last five weeks. For Akron, uh, two out of the last three. There'll be a lot of points in this one. I think there'll be more than 58. So there we go. We'll take the 58 and a half. Finally, final game of the vault. We're going to go Coastal Carolina versus Louisiana Monroe. We're going to take the Warhawks plus 14. Coastal Carolina, uh, five and oh, they're really good. Louisiana Monroe kind of finding their footing a little bit. Um, you know, they got a Bowden down there. Bowden's don't get embarrassed, do they? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, they got the shit kicked out of them by Alabama 63-7 to seven a couple weeks ago. But Alabama, like, that was a weird one. We had some, like, I don't know. I think we had two kick return touchdowns. They The score did not indicate, like, realistically, that probably should have been, like, 42-10. to 10. Like, it just it wasn't anywhere near 63-7. to seven. Uh, Last week. Or two weeks ago, they beat Louisiana Lafayette, and they were plus 280. They're 10 and a half or nine and a half point dogs. They went out right. And then last week, they lost to Arkansas State. I think they're kind of trending up. Don't think they win, but I'm catching 14 at home, Coastal Carolina. Maybe getting a little, little overrated at this point at 5 and 0, 14. Uh, so give me the Warhawks. So we're going to go Patriots minus three, Falcons plus 10, Stanford plus seven and a half, Akron and Ohio over 58 and a half, and Louisiana Monroe plus 14. Boom, what does your vault look like this fine weekend? Uh, well, um, I've got, I'm looking at nine right now. So I'm going to whittle those down uh, on the fly only because several of them also appear to be some landmines. I don't want to step on like the Illinois Iowa game. Uh, so I'm not going to give that one out. Breaking news. The Colts have tied the game. We're nine to nine. Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, NC state minus three smells funny to me, but I, I believe that they are still a good football team. And I believe Florida state is still a bad football team. So I'll be on NC state minus three, uh, UTEP, plus the three at Louisiana Tech. People were talking early in the year how terrible Louisiana Tech was, barely hanging around. They had a good a good week last week. Uh, I'm not living into the recency bias of giving me Utah plus the three. Um, and then Bowling Green plus two. Love the Eagles. Uh, I think they're a, a legitimately decent MAC team. This year, Buffalo is definitely nowhere near what they used to be. I think people still see that name and want to just grab them. So give me Bowling Green plus the two. And uh, going back to the well for the uh, sixth week in a row, Alabama first quarter minus six and a half. 
All right. So Alabama first quarter minus six and a half. NC State minus three. UTEP plus three. Bowling Green plus two. Yep. Did I miss one? No. All right. There we go. Um, I do like Oregon State minus the seven, though, to to go against you. Okay. All right. So we'll we'll monitor that, but you're not giving that out officially, right? No, I will bet on it, though. Okay. I gave out five, I just realized. So look at me go. Uh, Um, If you gave out five, then throw it in there. All right. I'll go head to head. All right. So you're taking uh, Oregon State minus 7.5. Or you're going to take seven, you said. You could shop it. I'm I'm seeing it at seven right now. All right. I have seven five. So we'll take it. I mean, again, it's a crazy contrary. Like, you know, you can take lines like that. All right. So there we go. There's the fifth. All right. Speaking of your book, yeah, I still cannot believe you didn't put that live bet on Georgia in for me. This dude calls me at like what? Nine. Oh, 10 o'clock Saturday night. We've had a few tell me to put money in on Georgia money line form. I've already maxed it out on my end. Like, no, I'm not putting myself out. I tried to get you set up, but I don't know. But like a good, good I was, I was really disappointed there. Thought I could count on you. Yeah. Sorry. That's not what, you know, I'm here for You get your own stuff. All right. So finally it's the, the best time of the week. It's like Christmas, but it comes every week. And this time, we are making sure that Santa Claus is indeed real. It's a Stone Cold Steve Austin lock up the week. Man, oh man, oh man. I don't know that I deserve to hear that music after the last three weeks. I start off 2-0 and and then have given you three straight losers. So I'm going to let Boomer start us off here, and he's going to give you his Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. What do you have for us, Boom? Well, it's uh, it's my favorite rivalry of the year okay. is this weekend. Um, it's the big East-West game up in, up in uh, the upper Midwest, uh, directional Michigan Civil War, as I like to call it. And uh, I will be on Eastern Michigan plus the five at Western Michigan. All right. Eastern Michigan plus five against Simu. So you're fading Jim McElwain a little bit, huh? Uh, McElwain is at Central Michigan. Yeah, I know. So you're fading him. No, Eastern Michigan's playing Western Michigan. Oh, Western Michigan. I thought you said Central yeah. Michigan. See, look at no. me. Western Michigan. Sinus and medicine to real drug friends. All right. So Eastern Michigan plus five against Western Michigan. Um, Western Michigan. I, I know that that compass gets a little tricky up there in Michigan. It does. Uh, when these Saturdays kind of cross paths. Is there a Don't southern... get lost down the woods out there, my man. Is there a Southern Michigan or would that be too much like SEC bias? There's a uh, Southeastern Michigan Technical Institute, I believe. Okay. All right. Uh South Harmon Institute of Technology. That's my favorite. Um, all right. So Eastern Michigan plus five. We've kind of hit on this throughout the pod a little bit, but I saw this number earlier and I just I couldn't like stop myself. Alabama minus 14 first half. Um, it's just I don't I don't want to say it's a lack of the century of, you know, but like I don't know. Like I have a hard time not just saying that this is, I mean, I guess I haven't looked at any of the numbers because I don't care. Like, I don't want to know that the public's backing Alabama. Sometimes the public, you know, and the bets and stuff, like, 
sometimes it, it goes against what the casinos need to happen, but you know, not all the time, but every now and then it does. I don't know if that's the case in this situation, but minus 14 at home, that place is going to be insane. Saw the weather. It might get a little chilly, you know, sweater vest weather. Pretty excited about it. I'll be there live from the scene. The lights will be going on, man. I fired up lights at Brian Denny. Uh, they serve alcohol now. Can't wait. Yellow hammers beforehand. Um, I might drink one yellow hammer for every point we beat uh, Texas A&M by in the first half. So I'm going to have like 28. Actually, I'm going to have 42. I'm, you know, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to be irrational here. I'm going to give it to you 42 to three at half Alabama. That's uh, that's more than 14. So that's all you need to know. So Alabama minus 14, first half. Stone Cold, Steve Olsen, lock up the week. And that'll do it for us, boom. Um, I'm going to rush us off here and see if we can't hit this dadgum uh, overtime because we're now in overtime nine to nine. Can't believe it. We've recorded an entire podcast in like the fourth quarter of this atrocious, atrocious football game. So now we get to watch ourselves lose money even better. All right. You got anything for us to send us off with? No, just uh, just enjoy the weekend. And uh, hopefully every game you bet on is going to be better than the one we're watching tonight. I mean, it can't be worse. That's all I can say. So even if you lose money, losing money on this game will be – it will be truly awful. But – Hopefully it doesn't come to that. All right, my friends, thank you very much as always. Check us out all over the social media. Tell your friends. That's the most important thing you can do. Check out Deep Fried Breaks as well. Um, But, yeah, hopefully we'll see you next week. And enjoy your weekend. Cash all those tickets, and we'll catch you next week on the Deep Fried Bets podcast.